That was a little sassy, Jen. What? What if I good did- for you? Good for you. Good for you. Oh, I had um, I made a V. What is falling? Oh my god! I think my murder wall is trying to kill me. Um, I made a vegan supper the other night. What did you make? It was a um, basil and tomato rice with vegan, um, I'm trying to think of what kind of sausage it was, with fried vegetables. And the texture threw us off. (laughs) I didn't mind it, but Jesse was just like, yeah, let's not do this again. But what was weird about it? I'm not sure about it myself, but was it because it was sausages and rice? No, the texture of the sausage. Oh, what sausage did you use? I don't know. Oh, come on, Megan. I know. I'm sorry. I'm a tiny bit embarrassed that I asked today's guest if she was the inventor of human design. Well, inventor of Jamie's human design coaching. But the human design system is based on your place, date, and time of birth. And how could Jamie have invented that? Someone had to. She's a smart girl. You know what, Megan? You're right. Why couldn't it have been Jamie? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, our guest today is Jamie Moore, and um, she is a human design system coach and also a yoga instructor and a master collage artist and dog rescuer dog rescuer and has mastered the art of practicing yoga and drinking wine at almost the same time and also small fibs she's mastered the art of small fibs or we're telling small fibs right now no she has mastered it okay take that out see this is why i don't do it i'll just be quiet and i'll just be the eye candy of our of our audio only podcast. I look fantastic to everybody else. You you're like, "Oh, <laughs> Megan, you should have put a little bit of effort in today." Yeah, that sounds like me. Sounds I'm like wearing a bra, outside. so wow. Okay. A sports bra that I haven't taken off since like yesterday. In other news, Megan Redmile has given up showering and has been wearing the same <laughs> bra for 6 days in a row. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> how are you ladies doing? Good. How are you? Good. I just got my hair did. Am I going to be on video? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> At least you guys get to see it. <laughs> Take some screenshots and we'll share it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'm jealous. I have been feeling crappy all day. And so I have an appointment tomorrow and I've been I keep picking up my phone to to cancel my hair appointment tomorrow and say like I'm not feeling great and but then I'm like but what if they never open again? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Are you sure you want to cancel this? And I'm like, but I'm tired. I'm like, yes, but your hair. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Suck it up, princess. <laughs> where where are you? You look like you're. Let I'm me at see. A bar. This is a bar, tiki bar, in fact. Cute. Um, Knowlton in Eastern Townships. Um, my family's marina slash restaurant that uh, is closed in the winters, thankfully. So I live here now with <laughs> my husband and my dog. You actually live there? Yeah. Oh, we bought cool. a house just up the street, but it's a house that hasn't been lived in for about 40 years. So uh, renos are needed, <laughs> to say the least. So we're very lucky to have 
this space. We sleep oh. upstairs in like an attic type. Wow. Lab. It's pretty magical. Cool. It's drafty, but it's great. <laughs> we actually looked at a house not far from Megan's place near Cowansville. Well, I don't remember the name of the town. Do you, Megan? I don't remember. I just know that I got a text from Jen one day saying, is this your house? And then I opened the picture and she's actually parked outside my house and had taken a picture. Amazing. <laughs> like a creep. And I was like, <laughs> were you in it? <laughs> she no. was. She and it was like us. at the beginning of quarantine. So then we just met outside and like Megan know. stayed on her porch and we stayed on the other side of her fence. Megan, are you in council? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jen, no wine tonight? No, I'm trying to be, be good to myself right now. Mm. I don't know. Okay, I'll be honest with you guys. I just <laughs> thought about having a glass of wine and then I was like, but you feel horrible and hormonally deranged. Is that a good idea? And then I was like, I bet if I Googled it, I could find something. So oh, yeah. Telling <laughs> it's an excellent idea. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Maybe finish your tea and then revisit this. <laughs> I'll do the same. <laughs> I had a little too much wine last night and I was like, ooh, a beer would be really good right now. <laughs> Start with tea. See how it goes. <laughs> I would have a hard time being in like a bar vibe environment and honestly, not always feeling like it. Honestly, the start of COVID, like we moved out here. We were we were sharing an apartment with a good friend of ours in St. Henry in Montreal. And I was like, okay, this is it. We're in our bubble with our good friend, Christy, and her bo- her boyfriend. And we were like, okay, we're going to play games all the time. Like, this is great. And then my husband was like, why don't we just go out to the country for like a few days just to have a bit of space? And, uh, and we literally packed a bag in March and came out here and never really went back I think I've gone back like a total of five times or six maybe since um but yeah and then those first like weeks I was like oh this is so fun like we still had leftover alcohol from the summer literally a full bar and it was like when you look at the it's that situation where you look at the recycling bin where it's like all fucking online orders and (laughs) wine bottles and you're like okay we got to figure this out if this is going to be long term like (laughs) We I haven't also- figured it out yet. Like, <laughs> still working on it. <laughs> we keep going to the like SAQ depot and buying like boxes of wine. I don't drink very. Let me. How do I say this? I drink. <laughs> I drink very often. I don't drink very much. I'll have like a glass of wine, maybe two. But um, but yeah, we would buy the case and then come because we're being smart because this has to last us yeah. for, like months. And, and then we're like wait in line and yeah, no. But then we just just open a bot like every other night it's like so should i open a book i guess i'll just open a uh would you have some like this recipe calls for one teaspoon yeah. <laughs> exactly. it would be nice in this salad dressing well now that it's open i mean yeah well, so i'm not sure if we actually saved on trips to, to the liquor store if we just created a drinking problem for ourselves yeah. i went to um iga last night and i found it's very therapeutic trying to shop for beer for Jesse because he's like very picky and he really likes like certain ones. So I'm like standing there in front of all the beer and David's tea makes a beer. Oh, what? Yeah. So and it's called the London. People. Oh, really? Because right, it's London yeah. Fog. So it's like an Earl Grey latte mm. caramel beer. So I was like, I don't drink beer, but maybe I'll like this. So I got it. We'll find you out. It. Oh. No, I haven't tried it yet. Okay. But I was just like, David. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, people are getting creative with what they're making and selling and realizing people are needing like at home all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's drinking beer, craft beer, perfect, get on board. <laughs> That's like Loop, those people that make these great juices. And then I think they use like the leftover fruit pulp to make beer now. Like they're oh, like yeah, always really? anything. And we, mm. yeah. Mm. So are you ready for the holidays? I, yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, I feel like, you know, the more people I talk to and I, I coach some women, you know, in this sort of like becoming more aligned way and everyone is like pretty okay with having some downtime. I realized it's so funny because you'd think people are like always alone or not doing very much, but it seems like everybody has so much going on. So yeah, there's just this need for like a pause, even though this has been kind of one big pause it hasn't actually. So Mm -hmm. I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about that. Are you, do you find that you worked more or less during this? I mean, now we've been like, I don't know what, has it been like nine months? I haven't looked Mm -hmm. outside, but (laughs) I imagine it's gone up and down a bit, but have you noticed a difference for you? For sure. And I went through a big transition of like creating a whole new business for myself. Like A year ago, I was teaching yoga to kids in Montreal. I was working in daycares and schools and yoga studios as well. Um, I was doing that during the fall and winter. And then I'd run this restaurant, this restaurant bar in the summers. So that got put on hold, all the teaching, all my regular teaching gigs. And then I ran this restaurant this summer, which was like a whole other ball game, obviously. But we actually fared very well because we're pretty much outdoor seating only. So we cut down on, yeah, we cut down on tables. So what it meant was it's just a bit of a wait to get a table. But for us on the end of service and food prep was like actually better. We were able to keep on top of things more. So once you got your table, it was good to go. The weather was amazing this summer. So Mm -hmm. we really, yeah, it went super well. Um, And then, yeah, during this time was when we decided we bought a house this summer here. So it was just this big flip. Like I'd already had the idea of maybe leaving the city, coming back to the country. Um, So it just gave that extra push. And then I've been stepping more into coaching. I'm doing virtual yoga classes, human design readings. Um, So all of this has really taken off and it's been a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I was thinking about the other day and this is stating the obvious, but when you run your own business, it's like, oh, I don't get to just like offer that coaching program. I have to also like make a poster about it and like talk about it all the time so I can be like a salesperson too, you know, and then figure out how people can purchase it. So I have to figure out like the computer side, you know, like there's so many layers and it's hard to turn off. I love it. I love it all. So that's great. But I'm realizing like, I need to take my own advice, which is like, (laughs) stop and check in, stop and breathe, like all these like very cliche (laughs) things, but I'm like, what's been happening? (laughs) So I'm hoping to use the holidays a bit to, to do that. And people have like, it's so cool because some people have gotten human design readings for people for Christmas. So this is like, someone describes human design as like astrology on crack, or it's just like, (laughs) I mean, it's, I don't know, some people who are astrology astrologists would maybe be like, no, we're not, we're not the same at all. But um, basically tells you how you're energetically wired and where you're designed to make decisions from and can go on more about that. But uh, yeah, so people wanted to give that as gifts for Christmas, which is like such a lovely gift. And so Mm. I've been trying to get them done. (laughs) That's such a good, good idea. Something different, you know, and I think this year in as a whole, we've all been trying to do things differently for everything right so gifts included that's that's such an interesting uh... for sure I was doing this big thing on my Instagram just talking about like pushing basically like 
not in an aggressive way, but like local (laughs) female entrepreneurs doing these amazing things, whether it be like crafting jewelry out of old vintage pieces or making soap from home, or my friend does these like nature, nature excursions, nature hikes. So that's what I got for my sister's families for Christmas was like each a nature hike with her because they probably need time together. Actually. I know that sounds like (laughs) they might be having enough of that, but um, yeah, it's like these sort of experiences that people can still do at this time. Mm -hmm. That's what's needed. That's what I'm hearing a lot from people too, is that um, they're prioritizing experiences now more than ever. Um, Even really active people who are just like, but I took it for granted before. And now it's actually really important to me. Or, you know, I think too, there's a tendency to either go And I've been to both of these places on this fun roller coaster, but there's the extremes of like, you know, none of this matters. And the only thing that matters is like being alive and loving your friends and family and all that other stuff is nonsense. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do like, I'm not going to perform anymore and I'm not going to do this anymore. And all that stuff is pointless. What's the point? And then quiet for a while. And then I'm like, nope, that's not working. (laughs) for me at all (laughs) and then like going into full overdrive I'm gonna do all the things that's what really matters doing all the things like and not taking it for granted yeah yeah that's what I need to be doing so yeah I also have a um I work for a nonprofit organization that is not um a personal project it's just a day a day job but um I also have my own business in nutrition coaching and like, I think if I could not have been also trying to have a job, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't have like exhausted myself quite so much, but I got so, I, I just caught other people's fever. Like people are like, I've just, I'm not working. So I'm going to just create this whole project, this world for myself. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> when I, and I was already doing it a little bit before, but now I'm just all in and making myself bonkers. But yeah, we I do try it all on. <laughs> I realize that. No. Yeah. And then you <laughs> find out, not find your, your, yeah. you find your rhythm eventually, but you skipped over a little bit. I want to actually know for real about the human design um, yeah. system. Cause I, I had a look at it, but I don't even know where this, I was asking Megan, did she invent this? Is this, was this already a thing? Did she make- <laughs> Let's say yes. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jamie, so the inventor of everything. <laughs> Stand for, my name on that. <laughs> but can you tell us a bit about it? Because I didn't know anything about it before. For so. sure. So it came into my life because I signed up for this six-month coaching program uh, with these two women out in BC who I'd been following and I love them. And I was like, I want to learn everything from them. And I want to figure out like, I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to figure out. I just <laughs> thought they had the answers and they did in a way. Um, but early on, I got my human design read because that's what they use to help coach women because it gives them an understanding of how I operate specifically. And then it fully gave me an understanding of it as well. And I feel like when I, I had always been so intrigued by like, I'm a Scorpio and then I can never remember like moon rising, sunrise, like all those things. I just could not remember, but I wanted to. Anyways, when I heard about human design, I was like, okay, this is what I've been missing. This is like the thing that actually makes sense to me. Cause I find it's like, I can understand it and I can actually put it to use in my life. So it was created by this Canadian man and I'm not going to go into crazy detail, but, and some people are going to think this is just a bunch of hooey because of this, but he was in Ibiza and got this download. So for like, I think it was not even two weeks. He like sat with it and just like put it all (laughs) 
<laughs> put it all on paper, you know? And uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> some people might be like, yeah, that's crazy. And I have another friend too, who was like, anything that's based on time of birth, date of birth, location of birth, he's like, I don't, you know, I don't believe in that. And it's, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, but for me, now that I've given about, I don't know, 60 readings or so, like 99% of the people are like, holy shit. It's like, you've known me my whole life. And for me, I'm like any tool that can help someone either have permission to be more themselves or to get to know themselves better is like perfect. You know, it's like, use it as you need. And that's a big thing with this is like at the start of any reading I give, I'm like, take what you need, leave what you don't. This is not meant to hold you back in any way. Mm-hmm. If I'm telling you that you're not energetically wired to do a certain thing and you want to do that thing, do the damn thing, you know, like, so it's like just bringing awareness to it. Um, so big pieces of what human design does is it guides you to where you're meant to be making decisions from, which in human design is not the mind. So this is like easier said than done, right? Because we were all taught to use our logic and to think before we act and to like do that pros and cons list, you know? (laughs) So now it's like the bigger thing is like, no matter how you're made up is we all have that deeper knowing like Glennon Doyle. I don't know if you've read Untamed, but like, that's just the way she puts it. And I think it's the way that makes the most sense for everybody is like, we all have this thing inside of us, some form of intuition that's like telling us actually what we're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then a big part of it too, is like, we're actually meant to be saying no a lot more. (laughs) And this is why I think it's like so important for women (laughs) who just want to do it all and be it all. And like, yeah. So anytime I'm like telling them, and this could be coming from human design or from anything, it doesn't matter, but I'm like speaking these words to you because you need to hear this and you just need to say no more often. And like, let's redefine the word selfish at the same time, like while we're at it, because let's also do that, you know, be more. And this is, advice I give to myself too. I haven't perfected this by any means. So (laughs) I'm equally working on this. And then another part of it is like, it guides you to how you're energetically wired. So if you open, if you go to anyone listening can go to mybodygraph.com. You just need to know your time of birth, your date of birth, location of birth. And if you don't know your time of birth, it's trickier. You can try different times and sometimes it keeps everything kind of the same. But uh, basically what happens is it pulls up this body graph and you'll see these nine shapes throughout your body. We all have this like shapely pear, like pear shaped body, um, similar to the chakras. If you know that's anything. What, about that's what I was just going to yeah. looking at so, it. There are seven chakras. So there are nine. I'm just looking over here because I have both of your, I just like sketched both of your charts. Um, But uh, there are nine energy centers. So the way like just to break it down energetically is if you have centers that are white, it means you're open in those areas. Like it's pretty straightforward in that sense. So say your head center, which both of you have your open head and your open mind. I do as well. It just means you're taking in other people's thoughts. So the thing with the open centers is like, these are your school of life. These are the areas it takes just a bit more work to decondition anything that's been kind of put upon you. And even just like, for me, this is so apparent when I heard this, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Like one person one day is saying like, we need that COVID vaccine. Like it's going to change everything. And I'm like, yes. And then the next day someone's like, we don't even know what it is. Like, don't do it. And I'm like, no, you know, like (laughs) this is literally it where it's like my open head center is like, yeah, I think this, this day. And then I think this. So just for me to know that this is okay, this is normal. Now take time alone, Jamie, because you also have thoughts of your own. So Mm -hmm. let's just like clear, you got to clear it all away when you have these open centers. So each center has a different sort of meaning behind it. 
Um, a big important one I'll just share is the sacral, the gut, basically. So you two, the thing is, I could once I go down the rabbit hole of human design, I'm like, you guys got about three hours? Or? Yes. Oh, yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah. The other night I did a yoga and wine and human design, and I gave an hour and a half for it. And I was like, okay, 45 minutes of yoga. I'll talk about like almost this guided meditation of like, I'll go through the energy centers, just sort of giving a little glimpse of how it works. And then 45 minutes of like, people can sip wine while I talk like this at them about human design and it was like it went two and a half hours for the people that were willing to stick around (laughs) but yeah it's just like so complex but also it can be it can be simplified too so in human design just stop me if it's too much okay so in human design there are five types so I am manifesting generator. Megan, you're also a manifesting generator. I thought you two were the same, but Jen, you're just a pure generator. Okay. So these are the more common types, (laughs) not just, sorry, that was rude. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to like this either. When I tell you that pure generators are the workhorse, (laughs) like you're meant to just like do the do, you know, (laughs) but our two types, the other three types are projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. Um, our two types make up a bigger chunk of the population. So between the two of us, we're often clumped together. So lots of similarities between the three of us in certain ways. We make up 70% of the population, just to give an idea, because that means 30% of the population don't have this defined sacral. And the sacral is where your life force lives. It's your vital energy. So technically, say the three of us in those two, in those two groups, have this ability to kind of just like, we can keep going. And the key is just because we can do it all doesn't mean we should do it all. So it's really like, and like I, sometimes when I'm doing my readings, I'm like, I feel like I'm stating the obvious again, because I'm like, do the things that light you up. And it's going to give you energy to do more of what lights you up. And then it's going to light up the world around you. But it's like literally how it actually works. Right. And I think we can all reflect on when we're in the zone. Like my husband is a pure generator and he can like sand a sailboat for 17 hours. Like, you know, without even realizing, and he just loves it. It's like generators have this very focused energy. Whereas for example, manifesting generators like Megan and myself is like, you can have your hands in a few different pots. <laughs> the key I have to remember is like two or three pots, not eight or nine pots. Cause I sometimes literally like, like stack of six books next to my bed that are like maybe even a quarter of the way through. Um, and for our two types as well, we're not meant to live a linear path, which I think is also, it's very like green for me to know that because it's this idea of when something is no longer lighting your gut up, you're meant to switch directions. And the sooner we can let go of that thing, the sooner we'll head the right way, right? The sooner we'll find the path of, even if we don't know what that is yet, at least we've let go of the thing that's not right for us. I always say it's like basic math. Like if you're filling all your time and energy or using all your energy on things that are like actually no's for you, there's no time or energy for things that are actually yeses, right? So it's easier said than done. Obviously, I try to tell people like, don't quit your job right away. You know, like if you're not happy, Great. it's not as simple as like, just free up that space. No problem. Your mortgage will get paid somehow. Just trust the universe. Like, I'm pretty try to be pretty aware of like, no. But ideally, eventually, you're not in that job anymore if it's like draining your soul. You know. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that about not supposed to be living a linear life because I mm-hmm. so many times I have definitely I'm doing way too many different things all the time. But I have heard so many times from friends or family members who are just like, you know, you just need to just choose one thing in life. You can't do it all. (laughs) And I'm like, um, go away. (laughs) And yes, I can. I'm just going to be really tired and cry about it. (laughs) 
but I will cry harder if I only pick one thing and don't do all my other stuff. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think that uh, also uh, for people who are listening, I just want to point out, cause you can't see this, that, that Jamie, that when you said about learning how to say no, I just thought it was funny that I saw in the monitor, both Megan and I, like our knee jerk reaction was to recoil. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> we were both like, <laughs> I feel attacked. Leave <laughs> <laughs> <Save> my soul. <laughs> Such a hard one. You know what's interesting is you also both have open root centers. I do as well. And the root was such a big one for me. This is like my biggest school of life because this is where stress lives and the ability to handle stress. And with it open, it's this idea of when a stress rolls in, you feel like you got to get the pressure of it right out of your body. So when someone asks you to do something, you feel like you have to do it right away just so it's done. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes this vicious cycle of like the pressure coming in, you do it, and then another pressure is there immediately. So that was a huge one. And I have to stop myself and be like, do I need to do this right now? Can I take a break from doing this right now? Because things can take longer than I think they should. It's that idea of like, I'll just check that one email and then I'll go do the thing I want to do. Then I'll Mm -hmm. go for my walk. Then I'll have my cup of wine, my big mug of it Um, (laughs) (laughs) but then you check your email and then there's like five more emails and then you got your Facebook open so then you respond you know like and then it doesn't end and an example I always give is like in the summer before we opened I was filling up the Pepsi fridge here it's like usually right behind me and I was so hot I was wearing pants and it was like early June it was a warm day I was sweating and I was frustrated which is mine and yours you're not (laughs) self-themed so when you're feeling frustration it's telling you something's out of alignment which is again stating the obvious but for us it's specifically frustration so I was like oh I'll just get this done and then I'll make myself more comfortable and so I was like hold on a second open root like let's work on this so then I was like I have clothes right upstairs let me just go get changed and then finish this job with more ease and it sounds so silly you know but I was like these are big moments for me because sometimes it's just those small small things that actually impact you in such a bigger way you know it's like let's make life smoother why do we always have to complicate it and like be annoyed at the things. It's like, don't do it that way. You won't be annoyed. At it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working a lot recently on that, on the, does this actually have to happen right now? And am I doing it right this second because it's an emergency or because I can't handle the discomfort of the That's fact exactly that it needs to be done. And then on top of it, and the most challenging of all for me is, does it need to be me who does mm. it? Which is just a huge challenge because, you know, just the typical feelings of guilt or, or whatever feelings we have when someone asks us for something or expresses a need, even if they're not specifically asking us to fix the problem. I think people like us often feel like, oh, this person's uncomfortable. I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. And it's not always to help them sometimes, but like none of us are angels 24 seven. So a lot of time, it, I think for me, it's that pressure that you were talking about. I feel pressure because of this. I feel discomfort. I just want to put a bandaid on that real quick so I can get back to my life. But yeah, so really practicing asking myself the questions that you just said, but also does this need to be me who does yeah. this, which is Isn't a hard, yeah. Well, with any of the open centers, what's really neat too, is just stopping and asking like, this actually belong to me. This is mine. Like I actually got t-shirts that's made with my logo on them and they say, that does not belong to me. And it's like, that's been such a powerful message for me to say, but like what you're doing, Jen, is like that self-talk. I feel like I'm doing that more and more as like more in that motivating way, that like pep talk kind of way, rather than Mm -hmm. that way of like, 
you're not good enough. Who are you to think those sort of things? It's like, it's so powerful when we switch that language. I also want to talk about your, sorry. (laughs) Wait, I want you to repeat what you just said though, about what did you say? Oh, this doesn't belong to, does this belong to me? Okay. Cause I keep repeating to Megan lately. That's not my shit. That's yeah. There you go. I like your way is way nice. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like not my circus, not my monkeys or whatever that expression is, which I also really like. Yeah. I've had to call Megan before and be like, what do I, what do I need to remind myself again? She's like, it's not your shit. I'm like, thank you. Okay, good. That's exactly (laughs) it. Um, One thing I want to mention is that uh, in human design, we have what's called an authority. So my authority is my sacral. It's my gut. So that's my decision-making place is my gut. You too, it's your solar plexus. So yes, you have that defined gut. You have that defined sacral. So you have this like intuitive sort of, hell yes, I want to do that. Hell no, I don't want to do that. Sometimes comes out in the form even of like, uh-huh or uh-uh. I don't know if you guys are grunters in any way, but that's actually your gut like speaking to you. So listen to that. <laughs> and if something's like, an, uh, and then you're like up in your head going, well, I should probably do that. And you, you know, it's actually a no, like your gut is saying, no, we don't do that. But sorry. So you have that ability, but your actual authority, your decision-making place is your solar plexus, which is, they call it your emotional solar plexus, which is basically means for you to, <laughs> you have to ride out the waves of emotion before making a decision. So again, <laughs> okay, wait, wait. <laughs> So is that an anxiety disorder or is that the human design system? No. And I like telling, because 50% of the population have this as their authority, have a defined, like colored in solar plexus, which means 50% don't. That's again, math. Um, But uh, when you have it colored in, you have access, like basically you need to feel empowered by your emotions. You need to like step into your emotions, have them experience them and then land in either clarity or neutral, whatever you want to call it. And that's when you'll know. That's when your gut tunes in and is like, now I know. Because other, I think we all know, like, and this is probably for anybody, but it's like, don't say that thing when you're in that heated, whether it's like an argument or excitement of someone being like, hey, I want to do this project with you. And everyone's so excited. And you're like, yeah. And then you leave and you're like, oh, what? That's not actually like (laughs) what I want to do at all. So it's like, again, it's just letting the energy clear out of your body from that conversation from that other person so the biggest thing is saying like can I get back to you on that would so good so good I heard someone recently say the way that they can tell the difference between a fear and a gut feeling is that the gut feeling is what they have when they're calm Mm. interesting so yeah I think that's because I think we can mix those up a lot too just like make a decision quickly like you said out of emotions or fear you know which can be a fear-based thing or a feeling of anxiousness or excitement can be positive excitement but but that yeah when you're calm you can trust more what's (laughs) what your body is yeah yeah that's it like if Jesse and I get into an argument or something I can't discuss like I'll listen but I don't have an opinion right away that's good. It might take me like a few hours and then I'll be like, okay, we need to go back to this. Cause I can't, I don't know. It just frazzles me. Mm. So I'm just like, mm. but that's yeah. great. Then that's exactly what Jamie was saying. Yeah. Like you're having your feelings. You're like, I'm you're just going to sit here and you. feel stuff. Ew. I hate <laughs> feeling <laughs> stuff. Disgusting. <laughs> like later I'll come back to you and I've actually had to calm that, that grounding feeling. 
Yeah. So that's just like the iceberg and a whole reading for somebody takes like probably an hour. And at this point, cause I ramble a lot now, <laughs> like, I pick up little pieces, like still learning, you know, and then if I know the person I can give real life examples towards their life, which actually I think is so valuable. That's why for any of my coaching programs, like I do this group coaching program, that's about two and a half months. And I thought I should do the readings at first, but I was like, let me get to know the women and then I'll do it. So I do it just over halfway through now. And that actually feels really good. What yeah. does that look like? Do you want to tell us what your coaching program sort of looks like? Like if yeah. someone's working with you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's actually one starting. I think this is coming out on the 30th or 31st, but I have my next program starting on the 30th, um, which is, um, I think there's one spot left, but yeah, I keep it at six women and we basically meet virtually every 10 or so days. It's like a Wednesday, then alternating Saturday kind of thing. Um, and I guide through, so it's themed. Uh, there's four themes. The first one we work on acceptance. So that's the sort of general topic, but like acceptance of self physically all the layers <laughs> and then acceptance of our circumstances too is part of it now so we talk about that and then we do a check-in in between each main session so the second one is that we work on our core values we talk about what it is what really matters to us and the whole thing of this whole series of this work is like again it's like who are you who are you <laughs> just be you like that's ultimately always like my message at the end which is like so it's easier said than done for some so that's why tools like human design can help a lot or yoga, because I begin every session with a yoga practice. So just a little like sample of like, just very gentle, but I'll sort of weave in some of the coaching like themes for that class and um, just get people in touch more with their bodies and their selves. And the whole thing too, is like drop out of the head. Let's get out of the busyness of there. Mm. Yeah. Again, we can move in a lot more with a lot more truth when we're kind of coming from that that deeper place so then we work the third theme is clarity and I always love this because some some people I've gotten there and they're like I know nothing I know nothing everything <laughs> is upside down it's worse it's worse than when it started one girl was like my, I don't have a boyfriend still my job is like I have no idea you know and I was like perfect <laughs> that means you're doing it right like you're actually doing this you know so you know it's themed but obviously and the whole thing too I say to people with alignment is like it's not about getting on a line it's not about being perfect it's like the weaving in and out which is constantly going to be life but it's like okay when I fall and that thing doesn't work what do I do then how do mm. I handle that then you know and um yeah, just like zooming out, see that bigger picture of like what it is you want out of this life. Like one of the exercises in the clarity phase is writing your desire list. And it's not like rocket science. It's just that we don't take the time to do these things. And often with something like our desires, like things that we truly want from like the depths inside of us, we don't speak it out loud. We don't, we don't say it because we don't want to be disappointed. We don't want it to not happen. And if we said it, then we have to explain to everybody that it didn't happen. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, but what if it does happen? That whole thing, like, that's also possible. So let's, let's put it out there. Um, and then the last phase is, is expansion. So that's just like very wide open, but like, it, you know, this, hopefully you're in a place where you're like, you just have this better sort of understanding of who you are. And again, like coming back to that acceptance the whole time, I'm like weaving that back in. And then what are your core values that when you're feeling like out of alignment, when you're feeling like everything's up in the air, which one of your values do you need right now? Like for me, one of mine is fun or connection. You know, it's like, I just want to weave fun into as many things as possible. And that's how I can truly live my best life. And I want to be like on my deathbed and look back and say, that was really fun. Like, that's like, I think that's such a, I don't know, again, so simple, but like, <laughs> that's it. Cause what's the point otherwise. Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Do, um, do most of the people who, because did you, okay, wait, slow down. 
you started this business during COVID or you were already doing it? So let me just go back actually to when I got, was in that coaching program. Yeah. So this was a year and a bit ago. It was a year ago in September. I started that six month program and it was called stripped. So it was for female entrepreneurs. And there were five or six of us who the idea was like, let's strip our business and create what it is we actually want. So they were giving us guidance along the way. And we were using human design to help us as well. And a couple months in, so I was a yoga for kids teacher. I had created this workshop on how to do yoga for kids. And I thought what my moneymaker was going to be like, was going to create a, a whole um, training on how to be a yoga for kids teacher. Cause I was good at it. I've been doing it for 10 years. It's what people knew about me. It's like, I had all the things. My mom was a kindergarten teacher for 37 years. You know, I'm good at it. I'm good. And then I don't know, a couple months into the, co- the coaching program, I was like, I think I want to be a coach. And they were like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. You know, and it was so like barf inducing to say to my coaches, you know, that was like a whole other thing, but they were nothing but supportive. And then it just flipped. And I realized because I meant to listen to my gut, I meant to zigzag all over the place. It was okay to let go of that other thing. And it was just my ego that wanted to hold on to it because they were, my ego was like, no, you're so good. You're really good at this. Like people like that you do this. People want their kids to do yoga with you so mm-hmm. they can be calm. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's a nice idea, but yeah. So then I, then that's when the transition started to happen. And then coming into COVID, I just sort of went with that. And I was taking any course I could on human design at that point. Cause I was like, yeah, I need this. Like I need to share this with other people. Cause it was so life-changing for me, you know? So the people who you coach or work with, do many of them already know about human design? Are they coming to you with a knowledge of, of what it is you do or? Yeah, most don't. Most in my sort of circle don't. I like have other sort of, you know, say coaching world circles where it's more and more a thing. It's more and more talked about, more and more people giving the readings. Um, but a lot of people say in this area out here don't really know it. Um, So that can be what draws people in at this point. Like I have an offering that's a human design reading followed by a coaching session. So the reading is actually done. Like I get your info and I record it in two parts. So you're not, then you just get to listen to it on your own time and you get to look at your own chart while you're listening and then you can replay it. And like, you know, it's, I listen to mine so many times and receive different things from it each time. But then what's so helpful is that after, if we chat about it, then you can figure out how it can be helpful to your actual life. Cause it's still overwhelming. It's like, it's, it's a lot to take in, even if it's explained specifically about you. Mm-hmm. So, so that helps a lot. And like I said, it's actually really helpful too, if I get to know you first and then we do it. So there's different ways I'm sort of playing around. And the next thing I'm going to be creating is yoga classes specific to human design types. So I want to sort of do that a little bit more. Like there'd be a class specific for generators or manifesting generators or yeah, I don't, I'm still like in the, it's still in the incubation stage or I don't know what it's called, but um, yeah, there's lots of ideas. This is being a many gen though. I don't know. And like generators too is like, there's just constant, like, I just want to create all this and I just want to, so I have to sometimes like, Oh, and open head centers again, all of us, we don't technically have our own source of inspiration, which means we can be inspired by anything and everything. Hmm. So it's like some people can just be like sitting on the couch and like, boom. Whereas technically for say the three of us with it open is like, we either need to put ourselves in places or around people that inspire us. And then we take from that. So Mm -hmm. I actually love that. I feel like for me, I've realized like being in the bath is a place that I actually like have this like flow with writing. Even though I usually try to read my book and I'm like, no, I just can't force that. Um, <laughs> See, Megan, I'm not the only one who becomes a genius underwater. <laughs> there you it's go. So yeah. True. Take advantage. <laughs> Total genius. The man in the black hat. <laughs> Did that come from water? 
I think that was from one of your dreams, didn't you say that? No, I write myself notes all the time and then I go back to them later and I have no idea what I was hoping. Like I had a brilliant idea and I just wrote down the few words that I thought for sure would resonate with me later that I would know exactly. And I'd be, and I, I write comedy, I write personal essays, I write songs. So I would find a note to myself that just says the man with the black hat. And I'm like, no idea what you wanted yourself to do with this. <laughs> no, but how many times has it happened where you were like, this is so genius, this topic, this theme. And you're like, I'll for sure remember that because it's so good. And literally 10 minutes later, you're like, uh, nope, nope. Or you just don't remember it. Like, I don't know how many times, like in the middle of the night, it's like, I can definitely remember this idea for a book exactly, or for, yeah. you know, and then the next morning it's like, no, okay. It was genius. <laughs> it was. I get the same way. I'm like, this is so good. I don't even need to write it down because I've just had the biggest epiphany of my creative life. So I will remember this when I get home later. And then I'm like, what was the best idea I've ever had in my life again? <laughs> this is our open head centers, guys. We really need to write it down and write it down with more than three words, probably. <laughs> Note um, it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so I asked you um, if the people you're coaching already know what the human design system is before they come to you or if that's what brings them to you. And you said often no. So what is it that, because if they just see those words, they don't know what that is. So what are they seeing of you that they're like, yeah, I want to do coaching with you? It's so interesting because I feel like, you know, I, like I said, I do a lot on say social media, Instagram, Facebook, and um, I haven't actually, I haven't mailing list at this point, it's at like 300 people, which I'm pretty proud of. And I haven't put my offer. I don't have a web, the website's coming. Okay. But <laughs> stop bugging me about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that would make everything a lot easier to just have a landing page with like all the offers and stuff. But for now I've got like specific emails for each thing. So I haven't had to send my human design email out to all 300 people yet because I've constantly just had this flow of people coming to me because I talk about it, not like in a huge way necessarily, but just like little glimpses of it in my posts and like sharing about how knowing mm. this about myself has changed my life because of human design or, and then, so it just, people are intrigued, you know, and then I'll send them if someone shows interest then I'll send them sort of the longer explanation of how it all works and what it's all about. And then generally they're on board. So it just piques that initial interest and then, and then they're ready to jump in. Um, I just noticed when I started um, sort of trying to build my business more and reaching out to people for coaching that there are so many people coaching out there and I created an Instagram account so that I could get the message out and start, you know, building, yeah, like a mailing list and stuff like that. And just share, share the information that I want to share for free as well. And I noticed right away, I just started getting all these followers who were also health coaches mm. and it made me, made me unreasonably angry. Like I was yeah. like, go away. Who are you? Where did you guys all come from? Like all these, like, I'm a vegan health coach. And I was just <laughs> wondering, and I was like, no, why do you exist? I didn't even know you were a thing. I thought this was my thing. And then also just like, no, I don't want I, I've changed since then. But at the time I was just like, I don't want a network of other of competition. <laughs> I, I'm trying to reach people who actually care what I have to offer them. Um, so I found that I had to really check in with myself in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, who is this girl with her? <laughs> 
stupid vegetable pictures or whatever. You know? <laughs> and I was like, who are you turning into? <laughs> what is this? You don't even well, care. What they about say it. is like, if you're say I'm about to like launch an offer or something, and obviously you want to go in with this like real pure energy that's like about you. So like unfollow all of that shit, like unfollow around that time. Like you don't want to see any of that or be yeah. influenced by any of it. Cause it can really throw you off for sure. I love that. You should, yeah. that, that was a good idea. Just unfollow it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really smart. So do you ladies find that if it's going to be getting more popular, your coaching and everything, and more people are doing it, do you, do you have like plans of how you're going to make it more unique? Like how you're going to kind of stand out? Mm. Yeah. For me, I feel like the human design, the, both the human and design and yoga, I feel like that combo is something that not, not a lot of people are, are doing mm-hmm. necessarily. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah, I feel like it makes me a little bit more, more unique and yeah, coming forward. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm excited for all kinds of things I'm going to come up with. Cause I will, cause I'm a manifesting generator, <laughs> <laughs> but I also realize just when it comes to, you know, say your followers on Instagram and like the number is like, that doesn't matter because you could have a hundred people that are just like going to support you and be your clients. And that's all you need. Right. So it's really obviously like quality over quantity. And I realized that I had been building up a community without realizing it like this whole time, whether it be through like serving customers at the marina and giving this, them this enjoyable experience by the water and getting to know them and having conversations with them and, you know, like interacting with them on social media and now like there's this, and I wasn't doing it on purpose. It wasn't out of a way of like, you, I'm going to get you, you know, but like <laughs> it did build the trust and it did build this sort of like authenticity, I think from my end. So yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that again. I'm just going to keep being me and then hope that that's cause like, it's a, I, this sounds so cheesy, but same with you, Jen is like, you can't offer uh, th- that person can't offer what you offer. Cause you're you, right? Like it's, <laughs> that was actually exactly what I was going to say to Megan is that I, I think the thing that is different that you, Jamie, and I both have in common is that we're coming from a place of personal experience. So it's like, this is what I've lived and, and this is, I'm going to share my version of this. And I think everyone, no, I shouldn't say that. No, I was trying to be nice. And uh, that was disingenuous. Um, <laughs> not everyone has that. Some people are just like, Hey, this is all the rage. I'm going to do it and see if yeah, it works. True. But, um, I, but a lot of people, I believe that a lot of people that that is where they're coming from. And there's people doing what I'm doing who I would never hire in a million years because I don't vibe with them at all. They're not coming from the same place as me, but, but they are coming from the same place as a whole bunch of other people who, who totally relate to them. So I think that is, yeah, I think that is key. And I I know Jamie, you're key. I hear you just these disclaimers over and over again about how cliche and cheesy everything is that you say, but um, <laughs> stop I it. I got to stop doing that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you it's but it's true. And we, and we know this for a reason. And I, and I think that, yeah, we keep being told like, just be yourself, just be you just come from a place of honesty. But I think that is the, the, if you want to succeed at any of this, that's the only way to do it really. Okay. Not the only, but the best way. There's also paid Instagram ads. No, (laughs) that's another way. Also who, you know, and being in the right place at the right time and having lots of money. But aside from that, it's just authenticity. Like, you know, what's interesting though, you were saying is like, you know, we share from our experiences and everything. I think one of my initial blockages in coming into this industry was that I haven't had some big traumatic experience that I can 
teach from or guide from. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I studied psychology in university and I thought, oh, if I'm going to be a psychologist, I wanted to work with people with eating disorders. And I was like, oh, but I haven't, I mean, we've all had food things, but like I haven't technically had, so I'm not maybe a good person to, which is just a weird story in my own head. Mm -hmm. But I also thought for coaching too, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to, I I wanted to have like a story, you know, like I really wanted to have a specific thing that happened to me. Like, I don't know, some crazy relationship thing. And I'm like, I'm going to be a relationship coach. Like I can help you with this because I've been through this. And it's like, this is all. And one of my coaches was like, that's your shame. That's your shame is that you don't have a story. Like go from there. That's your story. Like, it's like, yeah, okay. But it's all this, you know, this self-talk, this whole like limiting belief stuff that comes in. That's like, what do you have to offer? You know? And then it's like, and then I have to go through and sit with myself and say like, oh, you have a degree in psychology. That's pretty cool. You know, like. But you also have that you do have it. You know, maybe you don't have like a big dramatic story, but the, the first thing that you said that I found interesting was that you ha- had this experience, you learned about it and you saw how that affected you and it changed your perspective on your own life. And that's all you that's need true. to have. But even uh, the consultant that I'm wor- working with, the only reason I reached out to her was because I was listening to her on a, on a different podcast that had nothing to do with her job. And she was talking about how she used to work in a corporate field and she's an artist and she, you know, at whatever point in her life realized she was just in the wrong place and she couldn't do it anymore. And it was time for her to just be true to herself and do what she was passionate about. And I've heard a million influencers say that they can help people do that. And a million coaches who say that they can help you do that. But I had never heard anyone say, you know, I did it. And also she wasn't rich. She wasn't like, Oh, I was doing my corporate job. And then suddenly I decided to knit bow ties because that's my true passion. And now I'm making 87 figures. Like, (laughs) you know, it wasn't wasn't like that. She was just like, I used to do this. I didn't like it. It was really hard, but I stopped and now I'm doing what I love period. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I need to talk to this person. Even if she'll just give me one hour of her time, I want to talk to her and ask her how she did that. So I do think that the experience that you had would attract somebody and, and it doesn't need to be a big dramatic story. It's just like, I have used this tool myself and that's why. Yeah, for sure. You know, I can share with you how it feels. And also the fact that you are really forthcoming about the fact that you're aware of of what's in front of you. And, but for you, it's, there's challenges still. And sometimes you're great at it. And sometimes you're not so great at it. And, mm. you know, it really makes it relatable and human. And as opposed to what, not to bring it back to that, but to bring it back to that, I think that's the other, th- I think that's the other thing Jamie has going for her. Um, no, but, but it's real that that's part of the authentic vibe you want. This is going to get weird. Okay. I'm just going to wrap this topic up <laughs> with this. Um, when people are looking for help, like coaching and advice and whatever, they are drawn to people they can relate to that they feel like they can connect with. So if you're just like a shiny person with 2 trillion followers who are just like, I promise you, like, I'm going to send you all this 4 million page email with 67 opt-ins that, you know, and 437 testimonials, and then you can look like me. And then you're like, is this person even 18 years old? Like what? <laughs> like, is that, are you at home? Do you still live at home with your mom? What's in the background? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this like it's not relatable when you see those people yeah. like I don't know I think 
I'm sure there's some people who are like, I want to be just like that rich 18 year old coach (laughs) who hasn't lived yet and hasn't finished forming her actual brain. But, but for most people, they're looking for somebody that they, I'm going to burn in hell. I'm sorry to all the 18 year old coaches out there. They're they're doing great. (laughs) You guys are awesome. They're fine. They don't, they don't need you anyways. (laughs) And also imagine how amazing they'll be when they have finished um, forming the rest of their brain. You just made me think of, um, I listened to Eliza Schlesinger's uh, podcast, Ask Eliza Anything. And anytime she says something where she's just like, oh God. And it's like, she changes her voice and she's like, comedian bashes 18 year olds trying to be, you know, and I'm just like, I feel like you're going to start doing that. You're going to start throwing in your own just like. <laughs> I said, and in other news. Um, just uh, what was it like last week? I did a um, virtual mental health kind of, sit down with uh, the Yamaska literacy uh, with Wendy and uh, Cindy. And we were talking about how much pressure women put on themselves around the holidays about how as crappy as COVID has been, it's letting us slow down a little bit and we're not putting the pressure on ourselves to have the perfect table setting to make yeah, sure that, yeah. that you're getting all the gifts to make sure everybody's happy that you're inviting the right people, you know, that they're not sitting next to whoever that's going to annoy them and you don't have to deal with, mm. you know, racist uncle number one. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so yeah, it's, I thought it was interesting and I just wanted to like, do you guys find that like, as crazy as this Christmas or holiday is going to be that I think it's something we needed. My mother-in-law was, I was talking to her. I love her dearly. And the last, well, I've been with my husband for four years, but so I've been in their family Christmases for four years and they're wild. Like they're so much fun and they rent a house and they've been doing it out in the townships for the last three years. Um, And there'll be like 25, 27 of them, aunts, uncles, all the, all the people. So last year they rented a house up the street from the Marina and it's so much fun, but it's so much work. And she, I think bears the brunt of a lot of it, which is not always seen uh, even though people appreciate it and everything. One of the houses they rented a couple years ago, didn't have a proper dining room table set up for that many people so she rented a trailer and was like putting in all the tables and chairs and then the trailer broke and like all that back end stuff and then all the cousins arrive and are like and everyone's great I love that family but you know like there's so much to it and there's a chart on the wall of like okay you're cooking this dinner and you're cleaning this dinner and you're making this breakfast and you're it's great it's great but it's so much so she's just gonna hang with us this Christmas and nice and her husband and my husband it's gonna be lovely so yeah as much as it's so fun to connect with everybody and to have that festive party mode it's like man I remember crying one year a couple of years ago just being like up on the bed being like I love everybody this is so much fun <laughs> so, and I'm like an outgoing like I love partying you know I love this but I just like a mini meltdown my husband's like you stay it's okay no problem, you know <laughs> take a breath <laughs> I'm the oldest child in my family and um female also and my mom lives in the state so when we do stuff here, I'm the one who does everything. I love cooking. I love entertaining. And I love taking care of people, but I hate having it like imposed upon me. <laughs> so I do it, but I, uh, yeah, sometimes like get resentful and weird. So there is part of me that's like, I just, 
don't have to do anything. Like that's kind of cool. Like I really do love feeding people and I love having family together, but it also seeing this year, like, huh, this could be cool. <laughs> like no one wants anything from me, like no one. And I have a friend who their tradition is to just order Chinese food and like do puzzles and watch movies on Christmas every year. And I was like, that could be cool. I remember hearing about this couple, like a friend of my mom's and her and her husband would go to the movies on Christmas day. And I used to be like, what? (laughs) I know, right? I was so, and it's the same with like any of this, or it's like, when I was younger, I was like, wait, my older, my sisters are seven and 10 years older. And there was a certain period where they weren't going to wake up at my mom's house with me on Christmas morning. And I was like, hold on a second. Like, no, 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 this is, you're ruining Christmas. Like we all need to be together. It's Christmas, you know? And now I'm I'm a grown up now. It took a while though. I was probably like 20 or something when I was thinking that, but yeah. (laughs) My daughters still do that. They're so cute. My daughters are in their twenties, the mid twenties. And every year they're like, okay, so for Christmas, I'm like, yeah. So if you guys want to come over for dinner and they're still like, uh, excuse me, they'll come over even if they haven't slept yet. And they're still half drunk (laughs) here on Christmas morning. They want their stocking. (laughs) Like, oh, so <laughs> like, 25 and 26 and they're like what do you mean we're not doing stockings in the morning <laughs> but it's just very different than when they were tiny and they would curl out of bed and wake me up now they like uber over here all hung over and like do you have coffee <laughs> I know it's like one of the I mean it was not worse that's not a nice word but both my like my parents and Jesse's parents are divorced so we used to do when my mom lived in Knowlton we would go to her place and then we'd go to my place my dad's in Brigham his mom lives in Vermont and his dad used to live in New York State so we would try to do that within two days you know like who gets Christmas Eve and we still do that now I mean we don't his dad lives in Tennessee now so that's one out but it's more we ended up going first come first serve you want Christmas dinner then just tell us and that's fine but we're not going to stress around and try to figure out calendars and try to figure out it's just like no I'm gonna have my dad over for breakfast perfect (laughs) yeah what are you doing Megan this Christmas though you guys are doing the food drop-off thing or yeah my mom is making um like the whole traditional turkey mashed potatoes vegetables everything dessert she's gonna put them in boxes basically and we're gonna pick them up on her front porch and go home (laughs) my kids are staying away from me because they're germ feasts but we're (laughs) we're doing an exchange like my youngest daughter loves she's a cook she loves cooking so we've already we've been texting okay I'm gonna do these things she's very traditional though so she's like you have to do this dish that we always have and you have to do this dish and I'll do these two and then we'll just like pass them off and then go home yeah it's just like changing the traditions a little bit just tweaking them just to to make it work Jamie was there something anything that you wanted to tell us about that we're not asking you and you're not (laughs) And you're like, oh, darn it. Why aren't they asking me this? Yeah. Okay. So I knew you wanted to know, but you just forgot to ask the question. So (laughs) (laughs) this is one thing actually where I have a vision board that I made in March or April, like early COVID. And I put it out there to people like, hey, you want to join a vision board night? And then I had like, I don't know, 12 people. And then moments before I was like Googling, like how to make a vision board. Cause I've never really, I, I used to be into collaging, you know, like all of us were, but. Oh my God, Jen is going to fall in love with you. She's going to come move in with you. <laughs> I mean, you live above a bar and now <laughs> vision boards and collaging. 
<laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so anyways, I created it and it was fun. It was like, yeah, a bunch of people on Zoom drinking. And it's just like a funny thing. It was kind of neat to be all of us kind of doing a thing and we could just chat whenever, but it wasn't having to figure out who was speaking when and it just what happened organically. But on my vision board, I had country home. It's really the typical friggin' life. But, and then I had a, I had a dog, which ended up being a lab, which is what I ended up getting, which I didn't plan that. But, and we bought a friggin' Airstream like oh. a month ago or something. So, and I had, I've always wanted, this is maybe not the thing that I thought of because I thought I would, I wanted to go on road trips was my dream with like my man that I love and my dog. Like that was it. Road trips. This Airstream is like, it needed to be towed to our backyard. <laughs> Don't think the, t- the wheels are like, okay, then it's not safe. And it's huge. It's 34 feet. It's got two beds that are on each end and they're super far apart from each other. And then it's got a fireplace in the middle. So if anyone does want to safely come out to Malta. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty... like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie gets a yeah. text. Is this your trailer? <laughs> And then she's like, is this Jen? <laughs> yeah, it's beside a sailboat with Christmas lights on it. So it should be able to, yeah, it's pretty magical. So <laughs> I mean, I was like looking at my vision board not long ago and I was like, oh shit, like, oh, you know, it, it, it all happened like for not all, but like, you know, and I feel this almost guilt about it. And I actually was writing this little post or preparing to write something about it being like trigger warning, because I'm about to talk about how 2020 hasn't been shitty for everybody because it hasn't for me. And I felt this guilt over this for Mm. this whole time, basically. So I wanted to just put it out there for people who also feel like it's not been the worst, that it's okay to say that. And it's okay to like spread that joy a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I definitely would find myself dimming my, I'm putting this in quotation marks, but like dimming my light in moments because other people around me, other people I really care about are going through hard times. So it's okay that things are good. (laughs) (laughs) but again I was like oh okay Uh, when we got the airstream I said to Duncan I was like all my dreams are coming true too fast like I I can't you know and at the same time I was like okay well karma manifestation I don't care we can call it whatever privilege for sure you know all of it thank you yeah (laughs) gratitude you know so much gratitude so yeah cool I'm glad you said that and then the dog (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah about the dog <laughs> I put it out there on Facebook like we're looking and then a hundred people were like here's a link for a thing and here's the SPCA and I was like yeah I know the SPCA thanks but like we'll check it <laughs> and then this was a dog rescued from up north and when I got the call being like your application is great the thing is you said on it that you'll, the dog might be alone for three hours at a time. And I was like, that's not a lot for a typical dog usually, you know? And they were like, that's kind of long for this dog. So I kind of fibbed and was like, oh yeah, that's not all the time. Like I just go teach yoga sometimes for an hour and then we'll be together the whole time. Um, But the story she told me, she was honest about, it was in a foster home for a month and the woman had to leave to go to her office one day for three hours or something and the dog got crated his name is marley <laughs> typical lab name uh he got crated and closed into a bedroom and when she got home he was like sitting by the door <laughs> like waiting to greet her because he had broken through not only the crate but destroyed the bottom of the bedroom door what? I didn't fully I can't remember how much of this I told my husband when I was like we're going to meet a dog tomorrow but he did know that he had tendencies uh or wasn't great at being alone or these sort of things um, Jamie's just like but I was like a little mischievous <laughs> just, we just got we had to drive two and a half hours to the south shore of Quebec City 
in separate but she car. Anyways, it was, in him. She I did believe in, in Marley. Him. I did. And I'm so glad. And Duncan's so glad he listened to me always. Because <laughs> now we have this beautiful dog who loves us so much. And he's so- a little bit possessive. He's a little clingy. <laughs> he still can't really be left alone, but we're working on it. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's funny um so do you want to just share with us where um everyone can find you your social media and maybe upcoming yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm literally in the back and forth stage right now i think it says in progress on the page so that's great you know um Instagram is like a big one for me. I love, I love it. Uh, it's at Jamie Jessica and my name is J A I N E. And then my, uh, website is jamiemore.com J A I M E and more M O A R, which is also a strange way to spell that one. So, um, are we allowed to ask Jamie if she thinks creative people are a little bit crazy? (laughs) I mean, I hope you ask me. (laughs) Good for you, Jen, for actually asking, though. You usually get all... I, I didn't ask. I just asked you if oh, we're allowed okay. to ask. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> you know what, Jamie? We had a guest on. I was fine with this, but then we had a guest on one day who was like, I'm totally fine with this, but just out of curiosity, do you get a lot of pushback for like asking for calling people crazy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, oh. we're crazy. Why would... why would this be a problem we're totally insane um so I thought that was ridiculous but then the next (laughs) the next time we interviewed someone I was like so do you think Megan (laughs) (laughs) you're like it's not on me so what's the question (laughs) yeah Jen what is the question (laughs) say it Megan and I were wondering, I think this is how the podcast kind of started. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about how um, a lot of creative people are pretty bonkers and vice versa. And then we asked each other, like, do you think, like, do you think it's a good thing that we're like, do you think we wouldn't be creative if we weren't crazy? Mm. Like, do you think that you kind of have to be a bit crazy to be creative? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I talk about it like with my seeing my nephews and nieces grow up and I'm like, oh, they're just a bunch of weirdos, you know, but I'm like, they're going to be, they're amazing. You know, like that, the, who, who doesn't want to be, so I feel like it's in the same pool in a way where it's like all the best people are wackadoos a bit, you know, like, <laughs> cause they have all these cool, weird ideas that no one else thinks of. And then they make it happen because they're like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. Cause I'm crazy. <laughs> I wanted to say it too. And then they do the thing, which is like, this is where the hard thing comes in, like a whole other conversation, but about the education system where it's like, we're not, we're like stifling all the creativity and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like encouraging kids to be their own self and to just like do the weird thing it's it's you're gonna be okay you're gonna be the more successful maybe not but (laughs) we're in jail but either way that's a different crazy though yeah (laughs) and it's totally on you so (laughs) have either of you um had any particularly creative or crazy moments in the last week or so um i hosted a virtual, well, not virtual, a secret Santa book exchange where I left a gift on my front porch and then someone would have to come and drop off another book and take mine. And then someone else would come and take theirs. So you had no idea who was getting what you just had to share like your favorite book or, and then like some other gifts inside. So I got 
um, a Mitch album book. Oh, nice. That, uh, one that I hadn't read yet. And I got some chocolates and some bath stuff. So, but like one girl got another, like obviously got a book, but like little bottle of champagne and chocolates and some people got tea. And so it was just, it was just fun. And it was just, I was like a kid at Christmas, like peeking out my window. I'm like, <laughs> the gift is gone. It's a new one. <laughs> I get like that when I put free furniture on the curb. I can't stop watching. I get really excited. Oh, someone's stopping. And then my crazy is the usual procrastination. Um, Jesse and I are going to go to Knowlton tomorrow to go to the lanterns and everything. And I guess the it's town so is like really, really like lit up beautifully. So yeah, I'm like, I'm going to make it. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to make a Christmas dress for that and I'm looking at the zipper that's pinned in right now so I will finish Mm. that tomorrow morning before we leave tomorrow evening (laughs) I feel like I constantly have these ideas and I never really would have necessarily considered them as creative but for sure they are and it's just like all these like weird ideas and then I have to realize like not all of them need to come to fruition but like a lot of them could potentially but like that whole like yoga and wine and human design was just like oh my god it rhymes and I just have to make that happen because like it rhymes so (laughs) and even to the point where I don't know if you've done any reels or watched any reels on Instagram and I didn't think I was gonna go there do you know have you done no, I done, like apparently but... the TikTok of, of Instagram, which I never did TikTok, so I don't know, yeah. but you basically do little like snippets of a video or they do some where you just like point and then they write, they put captions okay. that change. Yeah. And so it's just like a post, you know, but then now I've gotten like, I'm constantly thinking of things to create because it's really fun to, for example, I film my dog doing different things and then and then I made a reel of of him being a projector in human design which projectors are like the leaders and the guide they're meant to wait to be invited before because they know everything about everybody so they're meant to wait for an invitation before like giving their opinion or advice and so I did the whole like I was like he's pulling you know I had a leash and he was pulling me so he was the leader and then in the next clip <laughs> like I made him wait outside and then I was like come here Riley and then he came in and was like waiting for the invitation to like put in these little things so my brain is constantly like trying to come up with these stupid things and I did another one actually that was kind of nice where it was like my facial expression was more so what was changing it would start with me just being like, uh, like I saw that one it was great or like frowny and then I'd be like ah like switch to like smiley happy and then it was kind of this idea of like sometimes we forget how lucky we are and then we remember. And then, so it was just like multiple snippets of that. So I, I'm sure it's fun for me to actually get creative in this way. And I used to be an actress, which is actually crazy to me because I went through this interest in acting. And then I was also so shy at the same time. And then like similar to so many people in high school, like so scared of talking in front of people. And then when I was a yoga teacher, I was like, whoa, this is cool that I'm able to do this because I never thought I'd want to talk in front of people. So it's kind of come around where I'm like, oh, I think I have this little, like, I don't want to be an actress, but you know, you know. Um, uh, well, creatively speaking, I hosted, I emceed a burlesque show over Zoom the other night, and that was fun. I scripted part of it, and then the rest was improv, so we'll see. I have no, no idea how it went, but, I, but, but the show came together pretty last minute, so I think it went pretty well. And this can be watched at a later date the producer is posting it at some point in the next few days but she um 
basically instead of having people live perform in their living rooms and sort of lose that vibe, like that sort of performer audience vibe, she took clips of the performances of some of the burlesque dancers and stuff that they did last year on stage so you have the audience reactions and stuff so on the show they're going to play those and then in between there's myself presenting and then a comedian also doing some little bits like but it's funny because it's it was live the other night so the burlesque performances were live last year on stage then my emceeing and the comic we're live on Zoom in between the clips, and then it's gonna go up as an event on Facebook. So none of it will actually be live anymore. <laughs> I can't so, wait to go to it. <laughs> I'm really curious to see how that panned out. Um, and crazy, well, crazy is also creative as often it is, but uh, <laughs> I end up working tirelessly on this magazine to give away to everyone for free. So but you I enjoy did- doing it. I loved doing it. I loved it so much. And um, so, uh, yeah, that's for free. If anyone wants it, it's on uh, sweetvegan.net. And it's just a (laughs) free digital magazine of recipes and cute pictures. Um, And, oh, yeah. So then when I decided to do the, the magazine, which I got really excited about, I was asking my kids for ideas for the name. I'm crazy. I asked my kids for suggestions. And then my daughter was like, why don't you call it like sweet vegan spills the tea, you know, like you're like you're and I was like, I love that. That's so cute. It would make the cutest name for a podcast also. And then my daughter was like, you should just do two like a nutrition and health podcast and call it that. And I was like, I'm going to. So then I announced that to the world. So you'll probably just find me curled up in a fetal position by March, <laughs> just giving all this free stuff away and not I'm just making subscribing to your money. newsletter, like in the present moment. <laughs> okay. So I think my new year's resolution should be to stop coming up with brilliant ideas of free stuff to give away and get back to working on my actual business. That's a good idea though. <laughs> I believe in you, Jen. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love your website. (laughs) We've lost Jamie. That's great. (laughs) Megan, you said that that I would fall madly in love with Jamie about the collaging thing, but she already had me at the yoga and wine and human design thing. You're coming to the next one. With the rhymes. Yeah. (laughs) Please put me on your mailing list. I want to get on that. (laughs) <laughs> well thank you so much for taking time to be with us tonight thank you ladies i had fun. so much fun i feel like we could have talked for six more hours but for sure for sure to our wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my our, our our mugs of wine um <laughs> no thank you thank you that was really fun and i had no i'm like i don't know I will just tell people that you invented human design. Okay, I, perfect. <laughs> you put that in the show notes, please. In my defense, in the beginning, I had the download. Megan was like, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think she invented that. But what do I know? <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> but we will put that in the show notes. Perfect. Founder, founder, and <laughs> Jamie's human design. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you ladies are awesome. It was so fun. Hanging it out was you. fun. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. Again. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Yeah, Bye. have a good night. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. 
It makes us more visible to other people who don't know that we're out there and it makes our community that much bigger, which is great. If you would like more detailed show notes, you can go to our website, we'recrazycreative.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, which would be super fun and cool, you can go to anchor.fm slash we'recrazycreative. We'd love to hear from you. And maybe we'll even play your message on one of our upcoming episodes. Speaking of hearing from you, you can also follow us on Instagram at we'recrazycreativepodcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chapman. And on my website, jenniferjunechapman.com. For all things vegan, I'm on Instagram, underscore sweetvegan underscore, and on the World Wide Web at sweetvegan.net. How about you, Megan? You can find me on Instagram at author.m.redmile or on Facebook, author Megan Redmile. And you can visit my website at meganredmile.com. And you can also find my books on Amazon. But sometimes you just need to vent and our hormones take over. You know, like the little dragon inside of us comes out. Little? I was being generous. I'm trying not to fat shame my dragon.